back themselves after our guys put a beat down on them earlier this year. And goes straight. from the clutch i go by the name of smart alex i'm here with my brother from another see grand what's good and we are back with another edition of views from the clutch as always we'd like to take a moment out to say thank you to our supporters listeners and subscribers we would like to also make it clear to you that we will be joining the video arena of podcasting soon so be on the lookout for that as always if you would like to join us you could do so by visiting us on any of the podcasting platforms we are hosted on you can also find our youtube channel shortly you can reach us directly at views from the clutch at gmail.com tag us on social media at views from the clutch on instagram facebook and tiktok we are back and the season has begun how are we going to spin it cuz it hasn't been fun currently right now the new york knicks might be close to number 1 but my Los Angeles Lakers, it looks like our season is done. <laughs> Three, four, depending on what people listening to this, is there not even a 10% of the season in. He's a, she's saying there's a chance that the season's already over for the Los Angeles I, I'm, Lakers. I'm just, I'm just speaking in high No, you're being honest. You're being honest. Because what you've seen has been terrible. I'm Trying to, you know, what, what what is it? Trying to put sugar on, <laughs> sugar on poop cakes. That that's that's what's going on right there. Um, let's 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 start with your first impressions from what you've seen so far around the league. Or uh, let's go with around the league, and then we'll we'll land okay. on. I'll land on Los Angeles, and you can of course. I will definitely be happy to comment on 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 the Knicks as well. So you know we're going to do our back and forth. But uh, let's go let's go with the defending champions. Let's start all the way out west. Golden okay, State. Golden State. Golden State re re they retooled they um with their young players. Uh, hopefully, like I said, Golden State I think is going to be you know they're going to be fit for prime time. They are going to um they look like Golden State. Like I said, the young pieces. They look good so far. I mean, again, it's still early in the season, but those young boys honestly are going to help to help carry them because with um, the vets, the people that won the four rings, that that nucleus, they can't. They're not going to be able to withstand a whole eighty-two season. They got to have to have the youth step up, and they they paid Wiggins, they paid Poole. Those guys got to step up. I think they will because they got some young pieces between Wiseman. They got some. They got some pieces that provide quality minutes. Moody, Moody, uh, Kaminga, Kaminga. They got Divincenzo that they picked up. <clears throat> they got uh, Jermichael Wright. Like you got guys that can pick Jermichael up. Michael Green. With Michael Green, yes. You got certain players that they can utilize. Looney got paid too. Looney got paid. So they, but they also got. They also have a system in the nucleus where. If you step up, you'll be able to help them. And, and Steph and Clay 
and even Draymond, when it's money time, they're going to be tough to beat. But if those guys are refreshed and and a and a sharp, they'll be better. But if those guys are fatigued because they've been trying to carry the team throughout the whole season, it's not going to be good. You know, you can't turn it on and off. Um, we'll see what's up with Clay. I mean, as we're recording this, Clay got kicked, ejected from the Phoenix game. Um, oh, but, but do you see what's going on with that and and the energy that 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 surrounds it? So it, there's there's a there's a light skinned torch that it it appears Clay Thompson is not ready to pass. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker made it clear that he and Clay Thompson have been engaged in trash talking since Devin Booker's been in the league. Yeah. So them going back and forth while they're playing each other is not anything new. But what Devin Booker said took place last night because this all happened last night. Yeah. So Clay Thompson and Devin Booker get into it in the third quarter of a game that Phoenix eventually won by like twenty some odd points. Mm-hmm. Um, Clay, as we know, is already frustrated. He's frustrated at the fact that when he came back from the superiorly long layoff of the multiple injuries, they kind of you know ramped his minutes up and let him play. But now he's on a Kawhi Leonard management plan if you will with his minutes so he's being capped early on in the season and i think at like 18 to 20 so mm-hmm. his playing time is limited and in those spurts of playing time that he's getting he's holding himself to his standards of performance so in 18 minutes instead of having 30 where you could go eight for 16 and be like oh, well, i shot 500 he's getting eight shots and if he's not shooting well he knows his night's already going to end early, and that's adding mm-hmm. on to his frustration, and it's leading him to – because his competitors know. So I'm pretty sure Devin Booker gave him a few jabs, like, ah, man, you're shooting like poop, and you got to come out early. So Clay was like, yeah, four rings, four rings, four rings, mm-hmm. four rings. So that's been the meme that's been circulating pretty much. You know, the NBA rounds is Clay Thompson pretty much telling everybody in Phoenix, you know I got four rings, right? Mm-hmm. Which – it's funny because as valid as that argument is when people present the fact that, hey, I'm a four-time champion, it seems like all that type of trash talk has no value at the beginning of a season. So it's almost like mm-hmm. Clay Thompson hasn't really found that footing he needs to feel comfortable yet. And I think when he does, he's going to bomb on somebody because he did it to – he caught Memphis slipping at the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are certain matchups that we're going to be looking to watch Golden State and see how they perform when they go to Memphis. We, we saw what they did on ring night. Um, I think that that performance on ring night is a reflection of what you spoke to, the fact that those young players will have to hold the fort because, and we'll get to it, there were times where Golden State showed the same weaknesses that they've always shown. They get a little lackadaisical on defense, and uh-huh. they tend to turn the ball over, and that allows teams that they should be blowing the doors off of to make the game more competitive than it has to be. So you would yeah. hope that those habits that the, that the original core have been party to are habits that they can kind of eradicate in their younger core because as we can see with the talent difference between what they have on the old guard versus the new guard, they don't have that same level of detonating offense to offset making those mistakes. 
Moody, Moody looks like he's going to be a great talent. Kaminga looks like he's going to be able to slide into a Draymond-like role because I've seen him do some playmaking things that I didn't know he had in his arsenal. I, I don't see him really being aggressive with his jump shot in the same vein that Draymond wasn't, but he's a better athlete than Draymond oh, was. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, so you see Jordan Poole has kind of like patterned himself off of you know, a kind of a combination of what Clay and Steph bring to the table with his creative ball handling and his ability to make shots off the dribble. He can spot up and make shots in the same way that Clay can, but he also can go off and get a shot by himself. So they have that element that he brings of both players in one, but he still doesn't equate to what the Splash Brothers are in one player. So I, I like you said, it's just a waiting game with Golden State. I feel like they're going to, you know, toe the line of being somewhere in the top four in the West mm-hmm. and, you know, wait their turn and then come playoff time like all defending champions do, quote unquote, turn it on and we'll see where we go from there. But I was just curious to see what it looked like they were going to be doing. And it looks like exactly what we predicted is the case with them. Um, Denver plays the Lakers tonight. And I think that's going to be an interesting game for a number of different reasons. One, primarily the fact that the Lakers are 0-3, haven't won a game, and there's all types of discord coming about from how how that is going. But we'll get back to L.A. in a little while. Um, let's continue mm-hmm. out west. Phoenix, having just beat Golden State. Do you have any takeaways based off of how we started, what we said? We said there were going to be a wait-and-see situation, but we were also, or I was also mostly concerned with what seemed like they had a lot of discord amongst the team with all of the different issues that they had. They look pretty unified out there. They've been looking pretty unified on, on the floor. And I think, what, they, they opened up against Dallas and beat Dallas, and then now they've also beat the Warriors. So mm-hmm. it looks like maybe they have, you know, been able to internally resolve their issues and they're going to go out and have another Monty Williams Phoenix Sun season. And they brought back the throwbacks last night. So it was good to see the, mm-hmm. the, the Barkley era Phoenix jerseys again. But do you feel like Phoenix is legitimate or do you just feel like they're another wait and see, watch and see situation? Yeah, I mean, I think it's too early to really tell with Phoenix. I mean, I think they're going to be who they are. Like, it. Obviously, health, Chris Paul's teams always do very well. So you, you see know? them approaching that 60 win? No, I don't season. see – I can see them with 50. I can see them with 50. I really don't see them with 60 wins again because the first time it happened, it kind of surprised everybody. Now, I don't really see them doing that again. That's one thing, too, about these Chris Paul right around teams. 50 or mid-50s? I would say – yeah, it, 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 um, it could easily be 50. I can see them with 55. No, I don't think I can see fifty-five or less. So a fifty-five, twenty-seven, a fifty-five and twenty-seven season, yeah, and fifty-one and thirty-one. So between fifty-one and thirty-one to fifty-five and twenty-seven, you can see them do. Yeah, I can see. I, that. I, I, I can, see, can that. see that. I can see that. I can see that. And I still see that they have assets. Like they're they're going to get something back from Jay Crowder. I don't know if it's going to be viable on the floor this year. Um, Cam Johnson has looked to have filled in that void pretty well so far. Um, I, I, I think Phoenix is going to legitimately hover around the top four of the West. I don't see them falling off. It's just I also don't see them proving to be so much better than the other teams in the West that they can distinguish themselves. So I've got to take a wait-and-see approach to Phoenix. Um, the Grizzlies. Have you seen much of the Grizzlies? Oh, my God. John Morant, he going for the MVP. He going for the MVP. 
listen, they had a, they had a collapse against Dallas the other night, but Ja looked, he looked faster. Uh, he looks, I mean, he looks more aggressive. This dude, and then listen, I, I, Ja is is arguably one of the top players in the league. That whole small, small play, small school, small school, whatever, whatever. There is no question. You know, there's a lot of people that's going to question him being, you know, there's no, he's, he's going for the MVP. Listen, I, he's going for the Superman MVP. He, go MVP. he that's was, he was, a, he was in the top five MVP votes until his knee injury set him back last year. So I'm not surprised to see him kind of picking up where he left off. The comparisons to him and a young D Rose are, are very much valid. He is. And I said this two years ago. There are a, a given five players at any one time that if you line them up and give them four NBA caliber players as starters, you're likely going to the playoffs. Ja was on that list two years ago. Him, Dame Lillard, I think LeBron has mm-hmm. fallen off that list because obviously the past two seasons he hasn't been able to take anybody to the playoffs. So that list is subject to changing. I mean, you got Nikola Jokic who took his place. Mm-hmm. Back to back. And, yeah, yeah. And he and he took him and he took him with with uneven, incomplete rosters. So, yeah, Ja is is one of the top players in the league. I don't even think there's mm-hmm. much debate about that. You can point holes or poke holes at what he doesn't do well, namely perimeter shooting, or you know match up with those guys who can detonate from the perimeter. But he's giving you multiple fifty point games without that same proficiency or aggressiveness from outside the perimeter to justify that he can hold his own against any other point guard that you, you, you match him up against. Defensively, I do feel like that's a situation that I don't know, but the new era NBA, it just seems like matchup to matchup no longer matters in the same way it did until we get to the money time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see Ja Morant guarding Steph Curry for 48 minutes. And you don't see Steph Curry guarding John Morant for 48 minutes. You don't see John Morant guarding Dame Lillard for 48 minutes and vice versa. Speaking of that, so we've spoken on the fact that we, you know, both agree that we feel like Ja is going to try and keep Memphis at that MVP level. So we're talking another top four team. And I think you're starting to get Mm -hmm. where I'm going with this. Um, So... Who, who who next? Is it Denver, or is it Portland? Are, are we ready to talk about Portland, or is it no? Fools no, it's fools. Come on, come on, it's fools gold. You really, you really think? Listen, I love Chauncey. I'm Chauncey. asking. I, I, no, I mean, I, I'll be first to admit, if they get, if they get, if they get anything. If I'm watching the Knicks, my bad. The Knicks is there up one. It's about a minute left to go in the game. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. y'all heard. Y'all Real heard, time, did son. Did y'all hear? Did y'all hear what I didn't hear? Which was he stopped breathing. Yeah. He literally oh, stopped breathing. Son, because I'm like 10 seconds. Yo, because these dudes got the ball. They looking, they scrambling. They trying to figure it out. It's, it's a difference between one. silence and you gasping for air, which is what Yo, you did. Whatever you watching got you. Because Randall, Randall had me shook. He he blew a layup with his left hand. He acted like he shot it backwards, half court or something. Look crazy. He shot a brick 
on a layup. Then he got the rebound. Then R.J. Barrett shot the ball. He missed it. Who are the Knicks playing right now? Who they the play, right now? They're playing the Hornets. That uh, who, that should be a win. No, but they, win. The, the Knicks are up one in overtime. Mm. And that's the Hornets without LaMelo. Um, they got Dennis Smith Jr., former Nick, running the show right now, who's looking like he found a resurgence in Charlotte. Um, Blessings to you know I'm a Dennis Smith Jr. supporter. No, I think everybody was. I think um but it's, again, it's yeah, but they, they but see that's the thing. This is so early in the season because we go Denver Denver, there's they're trying they're trying to figure out the 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 guard they got coming off the bench, uh, Bones Bones Holland, I think is Hollins. He's he's solid. He's going to be in Denver. He's, yeah, he's a shifty player. His name is I think his name is Bones, um, Halen or Holland or something like that. He's the point guard. He got the braids. He had the in and out. The in and out. He almost did a. He almost sham guard somebody on the fast break when they played. Um, when they played Golden State, matter of fact, the other night. Um, but no, nah, he seems like he's a. Steady play off the bench. He's going. I see him trying to push. This is early, but I see him trying to push, um, push for that, push for that six man. But again, Drew, not um, uh, Jamal. You talking Bones. about Nashawn Highland? Yeah, Nashawn Highland. But they call him Bones. I think they call his nickname yeah. Bones. Um, I mean, two, yeah. two, two notable, two notable additions: Bruce Brown. Yes, that dude, yo. <laughs> and of yeah. course they got they got the world's greatest traveling point guard as their third point guard is Smith, who will get on the floor and make everybody who's guarding him look bad because he just has that talent. He's such yeah. a shifty heart. Now I'm and not he's saying fast. he's a difference maker overall. He can mm-hmm. win you a few games, obviously. But Nashawn Highland, yeah, he he he's shown up. Denver is sneaky good, like they've always been. They, they have the room to allow Jamal Murray to continue to work himself back in. He looks fat to me right now. It looks like all of these guys who came back from the ACL, they look like too big right now. So yeah, I think but that's NBA, yeah, no, not playing for a while. You know what I mean? So and, and I, you and, still got to be in the shape. Yeah, so I, I think Jamal Murray is to the weight that he needs to be probably for the rest of his career because he can't be as light as he was when he got hurt. And that's what you tend to do when you get hurt. You bulk up. And, you know, we see that with Kawhi uh-huh. Leonard, um, which we'll get to because that's the next team on the on the docket to discuss. And then we'll switch oh, yeah. because talking about – okay, there's two more teams that I want to talk about in the West before we go East, and that's the Clippers. Okay, so – And then we're going to talk go. about the Timberwolves. The, Clip, the Clippers are – the Clippers are easily an injury away from being the seventh seed, Right. But they're also, if they're healthy, they could be a top four seed. That's just the problem with the Clippers is, for me, they have a lot of pieces that are that have had some serious injuries that they're coming off of those years of, I got to prove myself, but you might have the skills to prove yourself, but your body might fail you. So mm. I don't, that's the, that's the thing about this. These, the team because I like John Wall. I, I'm one. I'm a John Wall fan. We both are. Yeah. Um, I feel like yeah, he's looked he, good so far. Exactly. But I feel like he, if he plays a full season or at least at least sixty two games or better, they could be very serious. He could sneak somebody 
he could sneak and get he's some. He's still not co- starting, co- right? Like they're still no, allowing no, 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 Reggie no. Jackson to start, and they're bringing yeah. him off the bench the same way they're bringing Kawhi off the bench. Which, which is we have to move on and talk to. We have to talk about this quickly. Okay, Kawhi Leonard and his situation. We knew that there was going to be maintenance involved. Has the yeah. maintenance that's taken place so far scared you? Because what I heard was that he felt stiffness in his knee. And although he wanted to play, the Clippers opted to not let him play. And he'd already been taken out of their first back-to-back. So we're talking three games oh, into the season. I, didn't I think that he's part. played. I, did not I think that. he's only played. I don't know if he's played more than one game. I'm going to have to let me. Um... Oh, man, I hope not, man. Kawhi, Kawhi's a solid player, man. I think, listen, the NBA, the N- I'll say this and I've said this before. The NBA is even more exciting when you have – the good players, players available, to play. available, yes. Because, but having guys when you when you talk about guys hurting their knees and they tearing their body up, that's never a good sign. Julius Randle, why'd you do that? Oh, see, okay, let's go. Um, you know how somebody shoots an air ball, Julius Randle for whatever reason, maybe he touched it, I don't know, but he he jumps in the air to get try to save the ball from going out of bounds. Um. Okay, so Kawhi has played. The Clippers have played four total games. Kawhi has played in two of them, so he's already played half of their regular season games. He's only played twenty-one minutes per game total. He's averaging twelve and a half. Their wins and losses, really, at this point, like it's not like the Lakers, where you look at them and you have to hold them to a standard of these guys need to figure it out and start winning. We kind of already know that there's a, a, a growth room with, with what we expect for the Clippers. Now, 30 games from now, we will probably have a different perspective on their win-loss record, but I don't think their win-loss record is really of consequence. I don't even know what it is, to be honest with you. They're 2-2. Two and two. So there you have it. And I don't even want to say, oh, well, it's probably the two games Kawhi didn't play that they lost. Nah, that nah, speculation really. isn't relevant. What's relevant to me is, like you said, how do the Clippers find that balance of, one, managing all of the talent that they have when healthy, and two, keeping that talent healthy enough to be viable when it's going to matter the most. We do still need to see in the regular season what they're capable of at a max level to give them a fair evaluation. I don't think the Clippers can get away with not showing us their best before the playoffs start. There's going to have to be a pocket of games near the end of the season where we can get an idea of what they're truly capable of to fairly evaluate them. So shout out to John Wall and his health. I really do think that right now, although we prognosticated the Clippers to be pretty high, I think we had them in like that top six. I think that window of them being in the top six is really good because of just how bad the Timberwolves have looked so far. Let's talk about the fact that the Utah Jazz are 3-0 and and one of their wins are against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Carl Anthony Towns has already gotten up on the podium and said that uh, Anthony Edwards dude. needs to stop eating Popeyes. Yo, come on, dude. Come on, stop it, yo. Don't even, don't even, don't even, don't even do it. You've got a 21-year-old. Wow. Because Anthony Edwards is only 21, who, who's pretty much already dealt with some of the pressures of being the franchise player because he made some comments that got him in trouble and he's already had to, you know, learn that there's growing pain because he was one of the best interviews available in the NBA because of how he would just be candidly honest. And and now he's entering a point where the team has made a trade 
to bring in a player who's supposed to elevate their their window. And I told you I wasn't sold on adding Rudy Gobert to a situation like they had. I don't know if you were either. No, no, I wasn't. And I listen, it's the thing about this. There's I said that this why, is gonna lead right. to Carl Anthony Towns getting moved. Okay. And I, I, I don't know I, how you do that, but I think yeah. that I think that that's where this is going. Yeah, I can I can let me say this. I can see if this season for them doesn't go well. Absolutely, right? But the reason why the reason why it's not a good fit is I've and this is why you don't see it in today's NBA. Two seven foot plus big men that games are not predicated as being perimeter defenders and being on the perimeter, even offensive. Carl Anthony Towns could be on perimeter, and he's just starting to adapt that in his game, right? Being around a three point line. Rudy Gobert does not. So he doesn't come out to the three point line. So for him to defend guys in which is a um, a pick-and-roll league to switch defenders and stuff like that, you can't, you can't even um, – how does that work? This is the reason why you don't have other teams trying to duplicate that style because it doesn't work. You need a person – players that can defend on the perimeter. If you can't defend on the perimeter, what's the point of y'all being six, seven foot each, over seven foot each? Because offensively, it's not like you're playing a high-low game like they used to do back in the days. Or look, you take from the Spurs where Duncan Robinson and Tim Duncan used to work off each other. Mm-hmm. They don't even play that type of system. So mm-hmm. offensively, it's not even like you're feeding both of them. So And defensively, when guys switch and pick and rolls, these guys are so, especially Gobert, he's so limited. limited not just limited, but he's so conditioned to still be down low to protect the paint. That now he's on the outside of the perimeter. That's come on. That's for him. That's uh, that's not gonna work. Cause that's not gonna work. And again, do you think? Know. Do you think? Because again, I don't want to give them too much. Yeah, do you think gotcha. that the Timberwolves can turn the corner at some point this season? Will they? Turn the corner will, they what, will they? Like, will they? Will they return to the playoffs as currently constructed? Not not based off what you see. Mm. What you see is just the growing pains. But do you think they can overcome their growing pains? and make this viable, or are you not sold? I'm not sold on them. I'm not okay. sold on them. I haven't been, but I, I, when they made that trade, I didn't, I wasn't sold on that trade for them because I felt like you're forcing Carl Anthony Towns to now be a perimeter player because you can't put Rudy Gobert in the perimeter. and He's not going to guard the four. He's not. So that's what, but Not again, effectively. Because then you're going to see small lineups where you attack Rudy Gobert if he's anything other than the five, where he gets attacked at the five in the playoffs when teams yeah. go small. So I can see them make the playoffs, though. I mean, but okay. I don't, I just don't, I just don't know how effective they'll be. Okay. That's all so, I'm saying. I don't see how effective. But again, that's neither here nor there. But again, listen, the, I guess going forward is. There are some surprise teams in the league. There'll be surprise teams in the league. Um, like I said, my takeaways are Memphis, I feel like they're going to need to make a trade for an impact player, but I like the way they are. I like that scrappy 
Memphis Grit and Grind Part Two. Like I feel like that's gonna help them. Um, and Jaws gonna play. Like I said, long as he's healthy, he's gonna be an MVP conversation. I can see him t- winning it. Um, Dallas with that Christian Wood addition, I feel like that's gonna help them going forward. But they also depend on Luca a little bit too much. That mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's gonna be that's gonna oh. be like a recipe because. They're gonna overwork Luca to the point where it's gonna to become too one-dimensional, and guys are gonna. The thing about watching a guy play basketball one-on-one is when he finally gives you the ball, you have you're not no, ready. you're not ready. You no rhythm. You, you never shot the ball in like five or six minutes. All you do is run up and down the court. Like anybody could go play basketball, but nobody wants to play back. Be playing. Be cardio. I don't want to go play basketball just for the cardio. I want to play basketball for like I feel like I'm a part of it. So mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue. Um, that's one of my takeaways with Dallas. I think that Christian Wood situation, the fact they got him coming off the bench is very interesting, but they get him off the bench quick. So it's not like he's sitting there yeah. for a long time and he plays in the fourth quarter. I so, feel like I feel like Dallas has Dallas has equity. They were in the Western Conference Finals. They're only one and two. They've only had three games. One of those games was a revenge game against Phoenix that they lost. Um, they're going to need to – you have to give them time because they didn't start off the last season well. And, and that's what led to them needing to go on a run, moving Chris Stapps and kind of redefining their identity and solidifying that, even with players not available. So now they've got all of those parts and they're reintegrating guys who – essentially didn't play for, for most of last season in Tim Hardaway Jr. And you've also got to deal with the loss of not having Jalen Brunson. So I feel like Dallas has that room. So that's why I kind of like didn't bring them up. But before we go ahead and hop on that plane and go out east, let's just go ahead and just deal with the dumpster fire elephant in the room, which is my team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I'm going to be brief. You are free to, after I say my piece, to speak on whatever it is that you see. I mean, it's not really hard to speak on what you see. The Lakers can't shoot. They just cannot (laughs) shoot. And unless their offense suddenly wakes up, it's really going to dampen the fact that the Lakers are playing phenomenal defense. They've defensively been in every game that they lost. Every game that they've lost, they are a top three team statistically on defense, even though their points allowed doesn't suggest that. Their defensive metrics do. But their offense is so putrid that you can't offset it. You can't have a top 10 defense and have a bottom 30 offense and win. It's just not how the NBA works. If you want to go to the finals, you need to be a top 10 in both sides. That's just the metric that has been proven to be the case for winning a title in the NBA. So the Lakers have to figure something out offensively. I think that is a reflection of the fact that their coach may not have the right staff in place for the roster that they have. You got all of these guys, you got them to buy in on defense, but your offensive system doesn't support them being able to be sustainable. You got guys who are taking threes at a rate that they never took them before in their career. You can't suddenly be surprised that they're not making them. Lonnie Walker is not a three point shooter. We know mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook can't shoot from the three-point line. He's a career under 30% shooter. We know that Anthony Davis is coming back from basically having a broken wrist along with all of the other myriad injuries that affected his ability to perform well. He's been performing pretty well so far, but he has not been shooting 
any better than he has in recent years from a three-point line. LeBron James has had 0 for games and 2 for 9 games that have been masked by other people shooting poorly like Patrick Beverly, who came to the press conference and said, oh, well, I'm a career 40% shooter if you put me in this situation and that. Well, we ain't even getting 40% from you. The Lakers have to shoot better or they will have collectively shot themselves out of the season. That's really that all I can say about it. Getting into the whole Westbrook thing, listen, I don't think anything about him has changed. His energy has been the same. He, he shows unhappiness because, to be honest with you, it's hard to be happy in the situation that he's in. So of I course, can't be yeah, surprised yeah. that his demeanor and body language shows what it is. I think if they're winning, with his statistics being the same as they were, he would probably be happier. But there's a discourse amongst that entire team, that franchise, about his standing within the franchise. I don't think it's a situation where he – everything is pointing at him, but he's not the only problem. And making it about just him is, I think, a tragic mistake on behalf of the Lakers organization. I really don't like that they're allowing it to happen and not doing more to correct what is actually taking place to make them not perform well. The team is not performing well, along with Russell Westbrook not performing well. Even in a game where Russell Westbrook went 0 for 11, he had five steals. And some of those steals were timely. He was guarding Kawhi Leonard and, and, and making game-changing plays. Okay, so yes, in the end of the game, he goes for a two-for-one in a situation where a two-for-one didn't even make any sense. He took his patented pull-up jump shot. LeBron is on the other side of the court doing what LeBron does whenever any one of his teammates does something that he doesn't approve from a basketball perspective. If you go back and watch LeBron's face during – Tons of critical moments in games where teammates have done questionable. He did the Mario Chalmers. He did uh-huh. it to J.R. Smith. He, he does that. LeBron James shows his displeasure openly. So being surprised uh-huh. that he's done it when Russell Westbrook has done something that is questionable, that doesn't move me. Because I've seen that behavior before. If you've seen yeah, something yeah, happen exactly. before and you're surprised by it, that goes to show where your mind is and not where your awareness is. So I hope that the Lakers, because they play tonight, can, can, can show some – the game probably already started because it's a 10 o'clock game. I hope that they, that, that they show that they've got some offensive workarounds to avoid taking so many jump shots because that's the only real cure. If you're going to run that lineup, you have to have an offensive system, system that supports them not being – prone to taking the shot that's worse for their offensive efficiency, which is currently a three-point shot. So until they can trade for Buddy Heald and uh, my boy in Indiana. And Turner? Yeah, we, we, we stuck with what we stuck with. So I have not yet at any point ever projected the Lakers to do anything playoff-wise. I stand on that. If they were to somehow have a playoff season, it's what? Icing on the cake because this is the go-get go get the uh, record season for LeBron James. Yes. I really think this is all this is about. Yes, absolutely. That's the that's the real light at the end of the tunnel for this season. It's a shame because he's still capable of being a part of a winning franchise, but they're not a winning franchise right now. So that's really where I'm going to leave it, and we're going to go ahead and hop on this plane and jump east unless you got something you want to say about the Lakers. Um, they're exactly who I thought they were going to be. They ain't, you know. Um, Braun, I feel bad for Braun. I feel bad for the coach. I think AD is the reason. Listen, we, we could blame Russ all we want. 
But where's AD at in the situation? And not just that, how long you want to have AD? Because he still look like he's not really all there. And you don't know how long you're going to have him for. So it's just a mess to me. I think, yes, the, the Westbrook situation, he's going to be a scapegoat, absolutely. And if rightfully so, he shoots, he's been shooting terrible. His confidence is not what it's supposed to be. They, But they're playing him as a scapegoat. Like he's the only reason. But they let Anthony Davis slide, which to me I feel like, nah. Because the reality is in Braun's year where he's trying to chase the record, you can't expect Braun from the – the um Miami Heat Braun to be playing on the Lakers right now. AD is still what less than thirty years old. Yeah, I think and it's 29, 30 season. Yeah, but look, he was supposed to be. I'm not saying that the reason. I'm saying that. No, I know, but yes, electronic. I'm just exactly. So what I'm saying is, AD, when you gonna step up and be the number one to the point where even if Russ is not doing that well, you're doing so much better. That we we not think about Russ like that. The reason why people focus so much on Russ, yes, he's not playing well, but AD AD ain't being phenomenal. And you supposed to be at one point AD, you were supposed to be one of them top two, top three players in the league. Well, at this stage in the league, you ain't top ten, not even close. You might even be top fifteen. So, where's what's up with that? Like, you can't blame Russ for everything. You can blame Russ for a lot. But I feel bad for Braun because, again, listen, man, I like to see the good players play well. Like you said, LeBron need to be playing for competing for a championship. He can't be the only one on a team trying to compete for a championship. That's not a good look. So that's one of the things you don't do in the NBA is allow a player like LeBron, who's done so much for the league, to go out like a chump. And, again, I don't know. They're young players. Those guys aren't ready. And and I don't know that the um, front office is it's like almost they set, they set Braun up because again if I get rid of Westbrook for Buddy Hill and Miles Turner I still got a bunch of other dudes that can't do much for when so when those guys are not on the court they're not gonna help LeBron either so it's like you're stuck so maybe that's why they haven't pulled this trigger on this trade yet because the Lakers is like. Yo, even if we trade for these dudes, the, what we still got on the team is not enough. So, um, it is what it is. But, yeah, let's go East because, like I said, now I'm giving the Lakers too light of a day. And yeah, then, for a team that hasn't won a game to, to get that much airtime, like, I, I want to apologize to all the, the, the supporters of Use from the Clutch. If we have, if we have caused you to want to put the podcast down because we gave the Lakers too much time and your team not enough time, Apologies for both of us. But being that I am the resident Lakers fan and C. Grant is the resident Knicks fan, we're going to go ahead and hop on that plane and go straight from Cali to New York. Let's go Knicks. So so how? what are your early takeaways on your boys, man? Um, Brunson is a very steady point guard. That's one thing that the Knicks needed was a steady point guard. Brunson is a steady point guard. That is a person who is – I, when they signed him, I was like, okay, good. But at the same time, I was kind of also like, I don't know. Um, I was one of the people that wanted Donovan Mitchell, but I also didn't want to sacrifice the youth for him. I feel like – I really feel like this could be a good thing for the Knicks. There were stats out there, and they show all the times where 
the Knicks had a different point guard for like for the past like almost twenty years or since two thousand like five or something. It was a new starting point guard who dudes ain't even in the league no more. Point guard like Raymond Felton was like the last consistent point. Matter of fact, from two thousand nine all the way to two thousand twenty two, they have had a new start, an opening night starting point guard. Mm-hmm. So. And talk about levels of inconsistency. You got D Rose, and um, shout out to D Rose. He recently yes. did the, the Math Hopper podcast. Um, yes, my expert and, opinion. And, yeah, yeah, and you know I got connections to Battle Rap, so seeing 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 him bring himself to that platform and speak so openly about about his life was was very refreshing. I always, you and I both, we 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 have nothing but positive energy for D Rose. But I just wanted to quickly segue that if y'all get a chance, go go check out his interview on on my expert opinion. Back to it, though. Yeah, but the Knicks um, got a steady point guard. Um, actually, also have D. Rose, uh, who comes off the bench to give him steady minutes. Um, I like that. I like what the Knicks are trying to establish. Yes, Julius Randle could be... I feel like Julius Randle is really the X factor for the Knicks because if he plays well and smart and he plays within the team concept, Mm-hmm. They'll do well, you know. What I mean, he was a year, two years ago, two seasons ago. He was. Yo, how is Jeff player. Green still jumping so high? He's like forty-eight Yo, years old, bro. Yeah. Oh man! Shout out to Jeff Green. I'm sorry. I, I so, got the so the same way you had the Knicks game on. I got the Lakers game on, and they're currently they're down playing with the Nuggets. Okay, so yeah, Jeff Green's on the Nuggets. Yes, yeah. um, the Knicks. So like I said, I like what I see. I think they're off to a good start. Um, Jalen, yeah, no, three and Quality one. They just won, three and one. They, they just, just won, they just won overtime against the um, Hornets. The Hornets. So they beat the Hornets. They beat the Magic, and um, uh, who's that uh, third win against? Oh God, now you got me forgetting. Um, Hornets, Pistons. Okay, Pistons, so they beat Pistons. the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah, they lost. And they lost overnight. The they lost to Memphis, but it was a good competitive game. Yeah, they lost to Memphis by three. So uh, here's my takeaways. Um, I spoke to you about this before. I spoke to the podcast about this before. There have been rare instances of a team with that many starting left-handers being successful. Mm. And as a left-handed person, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely – now, mind you, there is a left-handed starting team where there were two prominent left-handers that won a championship. The San Antonio Spurs did it with Avery Johnson and, and David Robinson and Tim Duncan. So it's not, and Tim Duncan's not left-handed, by the way, but I'm just saying you had two prominent left-handed starters. The The Knicks have three. Mm-hmm. You've got Jalen, you've got Randall, and you've got um, R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. And I, from watching them, I like how Jalen has somehow balanced the floor so that it's not toxic for them to all be out there left-handed. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if there was offensive wrinkles that were added to this version. You would have to tell me because you've watched them more consistently. You would have to tell me if their playbook has somehow changed so that that clutter isn't there. But the Knicks just seem to have a flow to their offense that they didn't have last year. That I think, I mean, there are times where Randall gets the ball and there's nobody else around him so that he can turn right and take those, you know, jumping mm-hmm. into a defender, pull up, jump shot, left-handed. 
that he takes and makes them. He had a really good game against the Magic doing that. He went off. I watched that game. I was impressed. I was like, oh, this is the this is the Ju- you know, this is the Julius Randle y'all need. Now, obviously, you hope that he doesn't have to be the, the most dominant player on the on the Knicks team every night because we know mm-hmm. that he's not he's just not that consistent. Mm-hmm. So but I, I do like the fact that Obi Toppin seems to be getting more playing time. Yeah. It seems like the Knicks have solidified their roster. And the guy who I wanted to see on the court more has been getting on the floor, but Cam Reddish. Yeah. And he's stepped up. Uh-huh. He's been a viable wing defender, a viable guy coming off the bench. He could probably start. I don't know if that's necessary with the Knicks. Probably not with what, mm-hmm. what they have. They can't, he I can't start that, over Barrett. And right. he put his, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, but, but, if Randall, but if Randall, but if Randall, but if Randall takes a off, yeah, or Fournier, exactly, because he's yeah. he can play the two, three, or the four. He's six, yeah, eight, exactly. nine, six, nine. So yeah, yeah. I, I like what the Knicks have. It looks like everybody's comfortable with their identity on that roster, and I think that's a big part of a team being able to succeed. Uh, akin to what we spoke to with the Raptors, the Raptors have so much connectivity and the fact that they all practice together in the offseason, they all know mm-hmm. each other so well mm-hmm. that it's just likely that it's going to lead to them having some level of consistent success. Um, shout out to yeah. uh, Fred Van Vliet. He just recently got engaged. So um, just want to shout out, Yo. you know, congratulate Yo, him on that. Okay, I'm going to be the first. I think I said this last year. I think we both talked about this. But yeah, listen, let's talk about the team that the Raptors just beat. And I'm sorry, I'm Am I really sorry to say? I guess I'm kind of sorry to say. But Doc Rivers' seat is heating up. The, the Philadelphia 76ers are over there. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. You know I'm not allowed to do that. So I've been waiting. That's why I said when we fly east, we start with the Knicks, we stay in that division. Because there's two teams we got to cook. And I'm notorious for being anti to their players. So I just try to be a little softer about my approach and bringing them up. Everybody told us, chill, Philly going to be better this year. Did they not say that to us? See, Grant, what did they say to us? Philly's, Philly, give it, Philly, Philly's going to be all right. James Harden lost the weight. He's focused. He's coming in. Doc's a championship coach. Even though he hasn't coached a championship team in, in um, over a decade. You know what I mean? Over like, a decade? It's been almost 20 years, right? No, they won in 2008. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I mean, it seems like, like it. And, and, well, in NBA years, it's like 20. It felt like 2008 it was, was forever. Like, yeah. you know, let's be clear. But the biggest thing is, Doc ain't getting it done, and I can't, I can't blame. From and I haven't watched. Embiid hasn't looked right yet. I'm gonna yes, be honest but, about that. And that that is true. But you see, I think the problem is, and this is one thing that I have been seeing. Um. Is their their role plays? They don't have like they don't have a good bench. They just very like start lineup and that's it. Like if we can't get our start lineup going, it's a wrap. Like so because they they start with. I mean, you got yeah, your your top heavy because your bench you don't have a bench. I mean, you got your the starting five is. Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker, Joel Embiid. Coming off the bench, you got DeAnthony Melton, uh, Matisse Thibault, 
Daniel House. Like and, and Mon- you got, got Montrez you got Montrez, but you got a you know, guy or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever his name is, um, Colmas, Corkmas, yeah, Corkmas, Corkmas, yeah, yeah. Guy. But again, those guys, that's not that's not doing it. And I'm looking at their their team again. Okay, let me look at this. I'll just look at their stats real quick, right? Joel mm-hmm. and B, James Harden, both have played four games this season. Both averaging about 27 points a game, right? Tyrese mm-hmm. Maxey's Tyrese Maxey is uh 17. Tobias Harris is 15. The next two people that are the next highest are six points a game. Everybody else is either four, two, or one. Mm-hmm. Yo, that type of production coming off your bench is deplorable. Is 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 it yeah. won't get it done. It's the it won't get done. Now James and again James Harden is averaging his 27, 10 assists, about eight and a half rebounds, and B averaging about eleven and a half rebounds. Like cool, that's cool. Yes. Again, top heavy. Like, no, I need balance. NBA is about balance. Like the good teams are a little bit more balanced. I like you're not getting it done. You're not getting it done with you got PJ Tucker, who's not known to score, but he's at, he's averaging thirty minutes a game. He's only coming up with four points. Like then you got everybody else. You got then they play their starters too heavy because James Harden is averaging thirty eight minutes, and B's averaging thirty five. Maxie's averaging thirty eight minutes, and Tobias is averaging thirty three minutes. Like that's that's too much going on because. You need you need something in Montrez. And Montrez, he fell off the he fell off the face of this earth. He got eight minutes a game. Now his most success has been with Doc Rivers. So either Doc is like, hey, listen, I can't use you your game right now because you've aged in dog years. You know what I mean? You talk like, about Montrez? Yeah, yeah Trez. They're not utilizing did, did I not pre- did I not predict Yes, you did. To- I tell you guys all the time. The only guy who is is defeating Father Time from the undersized power forward is Jeff Green. And because he does it in a reserve role, his mm-hmm. his his taper off is less visible. Well, and also but he's he had those injuries, and so he had to start that tail in reserve career much earlier in his career. Well, he always had a, a weird alignment with whatever team he played for. Remember yes. when he got drafted, he was in, I think, what was it Boston he started with or was it Seattle? Because him and Kevin Durant were together. So it's yeah, just, Seattle. Uh-huh. So then he gets to Boston and he's a part of that cleanup crew that they had there before uh, that got situated. And then you know he goes to all of these other different teams that he's been through. Well, remember and... he had the heart. He had a heart issue when he was in Boston. True. And then after that, once he came back from that heart issue, he kind of just went to the reserve, the bench. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, thank God I'm alive. And hey, y'all yeah. say I can still play in the NBA. Cool. Um, because again, remember he was, I mean, he was Biggie's Player of the Year when he came out. Mm-hmm. He was top ten pick. Yeah, Georgetown. He, he was Georgetown, big top ten pick. Like he was supposed to be that dude. Like he was supposed to be. Let me say this. He was supposed to be at least 15 to 18 points a game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That would have been solid for him. But again, 
you know, different trajectory. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is, um, yeah, we're not gonna give Jeff Green no more airtime because we still got some more East teams to pick at. Well, shout out to the Washington Wizards, man. Are they real? Because I think they have one of the best collection of roster talent that they've had in a really long time. I don't know if they have a point guard, but at every other position, they appear to be too deep. I've seen Bradley Bill coast himself through games and then take over something that he was never able to do in the, in the past couple of years. It was like Bradley Bill got to give us 30 every quarter. Or we, not, we don't even stand a chance. Mm-hmm. And here they are right now currently. I mean, obviously, speaking to what a team's record is right now with only four games played, and then a number four team in the East, I'm not saying that that's sustainable, but I do think that Washington is going to legitimately be in the playoff conversation for the rest of the season. Kristaps Przingis, go T-Zingis. He's looking like he's found the comfort and the conditions to be a second or third option matter because it didn't matter what option or status he had in Dallas he wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he was the one guy in New York it broke him so mm-hmm. now he's got both of those burdens lifted because he's not part of a dynamic duo he can just go be one of those guys and he's officially playing the five man mm-hmm. What is with these guys and this? Oh, I'm seven foot three, but don't make me play center thing that, that that's going on in the league. You know, it's, it's yeah, but in a, a po- positionless game, I don't want to. I don't want to have to play down low in the post. What you don't play in the post there? You never. You don't have to do that. But Chris Stapps wanted to post up. He wanted to be a mid mid post up guy. Anyway, you ever so seen him try to post this, up? If he posts up from not in the paint but outside. He has a viable post-up game. He has a mid-range post-up game, which is the most ridiculous thing to have in this this modern era of the NBA, which is part of why, you know, Rick Carlisle was happy to leave. Because he's like, hey, if you guys are going to keep trying to make me draw a place to make this situation work, I'm good. I'll go to Indiana where I know it's okay to lose rather than stay here. Mm-hmm. But um, I just wanted to shout out Washington. I believe that they they, they do have some just dessert. You know, they, they're, they're winning and Kuzma looks to be comfortable. He looks to be healthy. Bradley Bill is healthy. And with what they've been dealing with, Hachimura is playing out of his mind. So I mm-hmm. definitely want to give credence to that. And they um, got um two former – I think they got two former Nuggets. Um, Will yeah, Bar- they got – Will Barton and um, – And Monte Morris. Yeah. So that's why I said they have one of the best – they have one – No, I don't want to say like they have like a great assembly of talent, but I think that they have a great collection of – you know, of a rotation. Their 10 guys are viable. They they can go out there and win. You're not going to feel like, oh, these guys are underhanded or you should expect them to lose. They have, you know, a caliber guy at every position except really, I think, the the one mm-hmm. starting right now. So Yeah, but, yeah, but I wouldn't oh, consider Morris going to start. Right. I mean, uh, he started, he yeah. started in Denver in, in place of – he started on a playoff well, team. Okay, let's get to early. Like I said, this and this is early team, you know, for the all listeners out there. This is early in this season. Most teams have not played more than four games. So let's be clear. A lot of this can change is subject to change as the the time and the season goes along. But Boston, who we talked about at the beginning of the season, who had the off the field issues with the coach, 
But one thing we didn't account for, which we didn't think they were going to make it back to the finals regardless, but Jason Tatum and um, it's the Brown just Jalen Brown. Yeah, getting no, but them actually getting better, like the way they're supposed to, like that. You know, they're naturally supposed to get better each year. So I think Jalen Brown got win. better. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Tatum has done anything different than he. Owned. Now, mind you, Tatum has been on a statistical incline every year of his career. He's now in his sixth year. Yeah, but also be clear, J- uh, Jalen's been in the league. I'm not saying that he can't get any better. But I don't know if I've seen anything to gotten better, but that Jalen Brown kind of woke up and realized, like, yo, I can be this dude with because I think he didn't have it in his head that he could be the dude that he is with Jason Tatum. I don't I don't think he understood how to coexist at the level that they're coexisting. But I think with what happened in the finals, where you know, Tatum kind of like I don't want to say he played at a lesser level, but he wasn't as effective. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brown still maintained his effectiveness, if not became more effective in the finals. I think that that confidence translated into this season, and we're seeing the maximum level Jalen Brown. Like he's entering his his prime. And I don't even know how old he is, but he's entering I think a he's, level he's where like he's a year or two older than Tatum. So, but I, I think he's at that point where he's embraced his powers and he's he's able to demonstrate them on a nightly basis. And I am proud to see, as, as much as I'm a Lakers fan, I am proud to see that the Celtics have been able to absorb the shock of what they dealt with in the offseason and losing in the finals to come back and not allow those to be excuses to not perform well. They're still a top team in the East. They've only lost one game. And to be able to keep that momentum going is, is a reflection of franchise stability. Whereas <laughs> Milwaukee, it looks like they're coming for blood, man. Mm-hmm. And this is this is Milwaukee without Middleton, so you still have you still have those guys with an All Star waiting to play. So mm-hmm. that's going to be. Um, but again, I don't. We I never. None. Neither one of us felt that Milwaukee won't be a contender. You know, yeah, you got Giannis. They just, gave, they just gave the Nets, you know, a one ten to nine nine win where honestly after this after that third quarter you know it was pretty much downhill for the Nets um Giannis put in 43-14-8 and 43-14-5 I'm sorry um but that's also I think that's his little warm-up for a statement type situation let him know I don't care every time he plays plays Brooklyn Durant. Durant but also the fact that they feel He's looking at it like this is disrespect that you're putting Ben Simmons to guard me because there have been times where they have shown Ben Simmons trying to guard Giannis and Giannis. Yeah, they've is- shown they've shown they or they've they've put this they've put this narrative out that Ben Simmons has clamped Giannis, mm-hmm. which always winds up putting the target on that player's head. Yeah. So it, it's it's not a surprise that a player of Giannis's pedigree is going to wake up and come out and give you a performance like that. But now it's going to be on Brooklyn to – they've got – I mean, the same way we say that Philadelphia's got some figuring out to do and fast. Now, what do you say? Kevin Durant said fire the coach. Y'all said nah. 
we can't say that Kevin Durant's out there pouting because we haven't seen evidence of that. Mm-hmm. But there's a bush burning in Brooklyn. They're one and three. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't look like there's something about them that's going to change that's going to make them suddenly better. No. Well, Ben Simmons has to has to activate rookie year or all-star year Philadelphia play because now granted he hasn't played in what a season. So um it's gonna take him some time. But what I'm for, for what I'm seeing, he just he doesn't to me he doesn't he gave look interested. Thirty four minutes he gave them four points, two steals, one block, nine assists. And five oh. rebounds. Uh, uh, uh. That ain't gonna cut it. So, so Draymond Green plays point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've always been one of those who who have tried to give Ben Simmons the benefit of the doubt. I I, I think that why. he still I still think that his talent can be very useful in the right situation. I do think it's a oh He's a God. scammer. No, what? I'm sorry, my bad. No, P- Pat Beverly just like drove to the basket, fell, lost the ball trying to pass it. The ball bounced off of somebody else's arm, hit the backboard, and went into the rim, and he got two points for it. You know what? The Lakers. Living the Lakers. Pat on, Bev. Yeah, it's Pat Bev. It, it was a Pat Bev bucket. If ever there was a Pat Bev signature bucket, what I just saw was a Pat Bev bucket. Um. Speaking about the remainder of the East, we've kind of like left Atlanta to figure things out, and they're currently mm-hmm. at three and one. Have you seen much of Atlanta to be able to give me a you know a report card on or anything? I mean, they are they are they are still trying to figure it out. They're going to be good though because they have players that have um, that want to get better. I mean, I I haven't really watched them enough. I saw I saw DeAndre Murray one night. Um, I think he, he got like twenty. I say like twenty twenty nine and nine or something like that, and it, mm. it, it really, it really didn't seem like he worked for it. Like it was kind of like kind of relatively easy. It was like it was yeah, it was definitely light work. Um, Toronto's there; they're three and two. Chicago's three and two. I mean, Chicago, obviously, I'm not my because they 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 have a health situation, and you know, yeah. Zach is just now coming back into play. I expect them to resume where they were at some point. Um, Crazy oh part is, God. what about yo? I I don't know. One thing that the media has not talked about, at least that I've seen, and is the health of Lonzo. Because every time I see little things on the internet, he don't look nowhere near to being close to coming back. And I'm like, well, he just yo, had surgery, and his surgery is a four to six week. So yeah, he's not nowhere close. If we're having yeah, this but conversation, he had, at he's having surgery. What didn't he just have surgery early in the summer? This, he no, he had the surgery. Maybe it wasn't something he had it near the end of the season, I believe. Because okay, so he's having surgery again on the same knee that he wasn't able to bend after. Sometimes surgeries don't go well. Listen, no, I know. I, that. I, I know what I, you're saying. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. You're saying that the likelihood of him being able to return to the court in an effective manner is in question, and I agree with you. Wholeheartedly, you have repeated knee surgeries, especially on the same knee. Uh-huh. It, it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, 
but I want I want for his health because you know he got drafted by the Lakers, and you know he, he's one of those kids that I, I do want to see do well, in spite of you know the energy that is resonated around him because of what his you know his father's energy and reputation. But at the end of the day, I think that Alonzo Ball is a decent kid who, who is good at the game of basketball. He does affect the game well when he's healthy. Seeing him figure out that corkscrew jump shot and, and make it into a viable thing and become a 40% three-point shooter and, and a viable starting point guard, it, it was it was a good redemption story. And I do want to see that continue to go well because I grew up cheering for the Chicago Bulls. So the Chicago Bulls doing well, I know is good for the NBA. That's a that's a banner franchise. When Chicago is doing well, even though they're not the biggest of markets, but they, they have a fan base that, that brings people and attention to the product. So seeing Chicago fare well, that's something that I want to see happen. Um, Indiana's one and three. Miami's one and three. We've kind of left them alone because they're on two opposite sides of the, the, the expectation spectrum. Do you think that Indiana's tanking? Or do you just think that they're not that good? <laughs> uh, yes. In other words, I don't think they're, they're – I don't think they're talented enough to not tank. <laughs> Meaning, yeah, I, I don't see this. I mean, yet. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen their 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 no. draft pick Benedict. Yeah, no, he look, he looks good. The, the two and I've they, seen Halliburton. He looks good. Okay, their let me say their their guards because you got Dupree, um, Benedict, Halliburton. Those Duarte. three guys. Um, is it Duarte. Dupree or Duarte? Okay, yes, I thought it was Dupree for some reason. Um. Those two guys, they got Heald, a future. Duarte. No, well, he'll is going to be now. out. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be out at some point. I don't see him staying there the whole season. I'd be shocked um, if he's there past the All-Star. I mean, if he gets to even – I'll be surprised if he survives the month of November. Definitely not Christmas. I think he'll – for Christmas, he, he's out of it. If he still mm-hmm. did come Christmas time. Um, but I will say – that yeah, the I don't pieces, even know if they're giving him the paces aren't good. Like, let's be clear. Like, you have three guys who trying to figure out the NBA game. You got Rick 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 Carlisle, who's a good coach, but he he's not coaching for them to win right now. He's just coaching really to see what he has and just be somewhat respectable. So I can't expect them to um Yeah, they gotta try crazy. to tank. Hield starts, he averages 25 minutes a game, but Benedict doesn't start and averages almost 28 a game and is giving you 22 points per game. So, yeah. Hey, Benedict is, the, Benedict the, is the, good. The writing is on the wall for Buddy Hield. That's what I'm and saying. He's on a, and he's on a, what, a four-year $94 million deal? Was that what he got? So much to that? But isn't he – that deal Yikes. almost over, though. Right? He might be in the third year of it. Has Miles Turner even played this year? That's what I'm saying. Wow. Turner has not gotten any playing time. Well, Miles they Turner might be, be hurt. They even, or they're trying to keep him, keep him from, um, keep him from actually playing until they trade him. Sometimes they do that stuff. Sometimes players are, you know, kept on the back end because they were trying to trade him. Some behind the scenes. Stuff. He's only played in one game this season, and he only had five point six rebounds. Is he hurt? I, I 
know what what's oh Turner is available and we'll start Wednesday Wednesday's game versus the Bulls. So yeah, oh well, buddy. Today. Yeah, buddy. Hill, this is the third year. So next year, next year. Oh, he played tonight. That's what it was. He played tonight against the Bulls. Pardon me. So uh-huh. this was this was Miles Turner's first game of the season, and they lost by fifteen to the Bulls with him on the floor for twenty four minutes. Um, you said what? Would you say about uh, Buddy Hill? Buddy Hill has this year and next for his contract. This year is about. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, no, the 21 this year, million, and next year is 19, so it's actually decreasing. Um, but okay. yeah, for that, he signed that 94 million dollar contract, um, the year before the pandemic, okay, 2018 so, yeah. to 2019. All right, so let's get to the heat before we wrap this up. The heat are currently at one and three. Um, Everybody's there. Everybody's healthy. Tyler Hero got his bread. No, I feel and, like I mean I think the I think the caliber of their losses needs to be qualified. They lost to the Raptors, Celtics, and Bulls, who are all quality teams in the East. Now, mind you, Miami did have the best record in the East last year, so I guess you can say you can hold them to a standard where they're supposed to beat those teams. But those are three teams that them losing to doesn't surprise me, considering they lost by seven. They lost by eight to the Bulls, and they lost by eight to the Raptors. So those are all winnable games. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Miami will – I mean, this is Spolstra, so why are we even talking about it? Miami yeah, that's why – I mean, again, Miami starting one and three. I mean, they could be – next week, they could be uh, seven and four. You know what I mean? Like, they could be all right. So it's, it's not a thing where I'm looking concerned for Miami. Now, let's say – um. Come December, come All Star break, if they still looking below five hundred, not even below five hundred, even if they are five hundred, but they're in that seven. They got if they're in the playing type situation, I can see them trying to figure out how to move a couple pieces to get them from out of that uh, playing stuff because that's not Miami's standard. Miami's standard is to be in contention every year, you know, whatever that looks like. You get players off the street. Dudes that used to be, you know, color commentators, and now they want to hoop. Like Miami finds what finds people where mm-hmm. nobody else finds them at. You know what I'm saying? Or so, they'll create a player from scratch. Yes. So they so figure that it out. Scientist we call Pat Riley. He he might be build a bearing some random guy. He yeah. went to a college we know about, but we didn't know he was ever going to be that good. You know, like a Gabe Vincent. Um. Mm-hmm. Before we go ahead and wrap this up, let's just go ahead and touch back to where we started. Does Philadelphia, they're one and four, so they played five games. What do you think their record will be after 10 games total? Oh, that's 10. Because uh, five games played now. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying the one and four. Mm hmm. I could say, I mean, they could, they're one and four right now. They could end up being four and six after 10 games. That's exactly and, what I was going to say. So, and that, <laughs> so we, both, 
that's what so, I get. So I that's, see is that your expectation? Is that your expectation? Do you think they can get to four and six? Four and six. Is Doc Rivers still the coach? Because remember, the best case scenario at one and four is for you to go six. Is mm-hmm. to become six and four, which we don't think they'll do. No. I'm not even going to look at their schedule to speculate it. I just don't know if Philadelphia can put it together quickly enough back and win five straight games. So if they if so if they if they wind up anything less than four and six, does Doc Rivers get fired? Is does he is um, he on a ten game leash? What is his leash? Let's 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 do that. What's the over under on his leash? At five games, he's at one and four, and he still got a job. Um, at fifteen games, if he's at because let's just replicate the math. If at fifteen games he's at three and twelve, is he oh he's done. No, he's done. He's done. Okay. He's done. He's done. If they're three and twelve, he's done. So if they're two and eight at ten games, it's, it's that seat is that seat is boiling hot. Like it's if, not boiling if, hot now. You no, said, no, you open the podcast saying he was on the okay. hot plate. Yeah, no, no. Okay, okay. He's is the water's the water's starting to boil, but Bro. this this is this to be if they're two and eight. Yeah, Doc is done. I'm sorry, Doc is gone. They're going. They're going to sign TNT. Going to sign him to a, a, a TV analyst deal. I was about to say because if he's at two and eight and he's not Anakin Skywalkering, you remember when Anakin became Darth Vader and they was in the lava pit? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> rap. Like no. I'm about to go have that meme cooked up just to have it ready. Okay. Well, let, no. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm I, I've just got to their thing. And for them, yes, it could easily be. Damn, Doc, I hate to say this. All right, let me tell you their next opponents. Right, they play. They play. They play Friday. They play Toronto again. Right. L. They play L. at Chicago. That's a rival. That's a rivalry game. That's so L. they play at Chicago. Then they play. L. They play Washington twice, and then that fifth. That fifth I game. See, I can see. I said. I can see Washington giving them one game. So that fifth game would be at New York on next on in two weeks on the fourth. Um, that's the fifth game. No, yeah, that's the fifth game. Yeah, yeah, not two, yeah. The next next. So next what's that Friday, date on the calendar? What's that, that date is, on the calendar? That is November fourth. They're on the road in New York. So by November fifth, we 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 might have a new coach in the seventy sixes, an interim. Wow. That's okay. Let me say this. Especially if there's no injury. Like if, if they if, lose if, twice, if, if Embiid is out. If even if they beat one of those teams that I said L2, if they lose twice to the Wizards, he's fired. Yeah, he's not even gonna make the trip to New York. He's not gonna go if from you lose, he's not gonna go from lose. DC, skip Philadelphia to New York. No, they're saying, listen, your stuff is outside. Take the Amtrak to wherever you gotta go. We got a we got a one way Amtrak ticket. We're not even letting him get on the plane. He gotta take Amtrak. Go back Doc to Rivers Florida. Done, Doc Rivers done done been involved in so many franchises. He he, he comfortable wherever he get left at. That's what I'm saying. Mike, I mean, shoot, he don't his son play for Denver? Oh, you know where Austin play at. Oh, but then again, Austin and his dad ain't even cool no more since his dad traded them like five times. Exactly. Got him a bag and traded them. 
So even when, but Austin ain't got no pull. No, he's like, oh hey, somebody pick up my dad for me. No, please. I'm like you and your dad out the league. Sorry. You know what I mean? That's cold. That <laughs> I'm just saying. Cold. I'm just saying. Austin, no, is, Austin's a decent player. I mean, yes. Yeah, if, is, listen, if I had if I had a son that could go to the NBA and I had a job, I'm putting him on. I don't care. Every father in the, in the history of fatherhood would do that. So don't even play that game. Anybody that think different ain't a father. You know what I'm saying? Or they just mad because they fought, they never met their pops or something. You know what I mean? Like, nah. If I had a kid who could be an NBA and I had the nerve to get, I had the the ability to get him paid. Oh, son, you want this raise? Look, get out my pockets. Let me get you Yo, a couple I meals. Know. I don't. I don't know how to take this. The Lakers are tied at halftime, but the way they walked off the court was like it was the biggest success story ever. And uh, I guess Westbrook is not playing tonight. No, Westbrook has got a. He's got this. You know, the hamstring. You know, oh, okay. that's the hamstring. So, so you know, the hamstring injury is going to let him. He's not going to start for the Lakers when he does finally come back because they want to play him limited minutes. And that's gonna be the that's gonna be the hey listen, we ain't start you lost a starting position, yeah come on they know how they gonna spin it come on la la land you know they are gonna spin it like that listen Doc Rivers will end like this Doc we would like for you to keep your job but the reality is Daryl Morey is not gonna keep you at two and eight if you have the nerve listen those are all Eastern Conference contenders because okay. Following that New York Knicks game on that Friday, on the 7th of November, they host, um, they host, matter of fact, they host that New York Knicks game. I just thought I read it wrong. They don't go to New York. They are in Philadelphia. That is a home game. Those Philadelphia fans will not let Doc keep a job through the weekend if they are 2-8. and eight. If they lose to the Knicks and they're, Two and seven, and then they lose I'm seven going your to game. say this again: If they lose twice to the Washington Wizards, he's not playing that Nick game. Or is that Nick game? Will that Nick game be? Hey, if you win, we'll keep you for a little longer. If you lose, no. So he's not even going to make the Nick game. He he might get to coach the Nick game, but he will be dead. Meaning that Basically, win or, win or lose, lose, it's gone. It's a wrap for you. Yes. Well, this is your last wow. game. We're just going to announce you're fired after. Win or lose. So you could go out with a win. And... <laughs> but you oh, lost twice oh, to the oh. Wizards, bro. You lost back-to-back to the Wizards. And it's not. And this is not yeah, an effort to defame be... the Wizards. This is mm. just speaking to the nature of what the expectations are for a franchise like Philadelphia with what they did in the offseason, with what they've done in the past few seasons. Remember, Listen. Elton Brand was the GM. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You added Doc Rivers. You got rid of Ben Simmons. You did all these other shenanigans. You brought uh-huh. in James Harden. You brought in Daryl Morey. Uh-huh. And you have not smelled the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh-huh. And you tell me we're going to start off a season where we just gave Harden a backdoor contract? Because he got a backdoor deal. Let's just be real. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we brought in one of his boys to solidify the backdoor deal. And you giving us two and seven with back-to-back losses to Washington? Because to lose back-to-back to Washington, that means you had to go to D.C. lose and come back to Philly and lose. Nah. What we're going to do, Glenn, 
because they're not going to call him Doc no more. Glenn Rivers, we're going to allow you to go out with a win against a team that you played for. Mm-hmm. And on that note, we're going to bring the clutch to a close. As always, we'd like to say thank you to our supporters, listeners, and subscribers. If you have a different take on what you believe the fate of the Philadelphia 76ers are, we encourage you, we beg you, we ask of you to speak to us on any of the platforms where we might be hosted on. You can email us directly at viewsfromtheclutch at gmail.com. Tag us on social media at viewsfromtheclutch on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Let us know how you feel. It's the beginning of the season. Your emotions, are they up? Are they down? Are they in the middle? Are we, are, are we speaking too harshly? Are we not giving your team the, the exposure and coverage that they want? It's a conversation, and that conversation is about to go visual. So y'all make sure y'all go to YouTube and y'all locate our channel. Is our channel up? The, the Views from the Clutch channel is dead, but we just haven't put anything. Wait, quick thing. Whose seat is going to be hotter? Doc Rivers or Steve Nash? I like how you brought that up because that's what I spoke to earlier when I said Kevin Durant tried to get the coach replaced. They mm-hmm. didn't listen to him. And now look, they're one in three, one in four. Ooh, could Doc Rivers get fired before Steve Nash? Or could Steve Nash get fired before Doc Rivers? You know what? This mm. is the 90s point guards matching up all over again. Mm-mm-mm. Well, actually, no. Doc Rivers is a generation before Steve Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to say, yeah, yeah. Doc, Either Doc way was on his way it. out when Nash, when Nash was, like, entering his prime. Yeah, Doc, Doc was coaching. He might end up coaching. Because yeah. Nash is the 96 class. Mm-hmm. And I, I think by that time, Doc wasn't even in the mix no more. Doc I think nah, was Doc up. was already, yeah, Doc was, no, nah, Doc was probably coaching the Magic by then. Either way, either way, Doc, Steve Nash, listen, it's just possibility by the next podcast or the one after that, y'all might not be the coaches. So, listen, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, let us know your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, on that note, I'm going to say peace. Peace.